Hey everybody, I'm Tim. And I'm Dean. And we're the hosts of Talking Back. We're a retro-based podcast covering movies, comics, video games, and more. Check us out every Monday where we hit the rewind button and dig into some of our favorite content from the past. We like to keep things fun, lighthearted, and informative. Do you feel like you need more nostalgia in your life? Then check out Talking Back. We're available everywhere podcasts are found. The Blast from Our Past Network. Welcome back to Action Action, the podcast that watches all the action movies and we put them on a list. This month, of course, is Spooktober, so not all these films will count as action movies, but I think today's does, but we'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, I am Dustin and I'm joined by my co-host James. hey And we are part of the BFOP network. Be sure to go on and check out all the content on there. Lots of, uh, I'm sure there's going to be lots of great Spooktober content across the across the board so have a look at uh, podcasting after dark talking back return revenge resurrection blast from our past all doing great stuff and uh yeah today we're going to talk about a wild movie called the seventh curse but uh before we go and get into that i hope uh, i hope everyone's enjoying their october so far james have you have you been watching any horror films at all uh i have not as as we're recording we're not quite in october my problem is i i would watch some but my problem is my kids aren't really into horror okay they're not like john's kids <laughs> they're not like fucking blood hungry okay <laughs> Um, you know, my kids don't come to me and say like, daddy, why didn't like they kill the little mermaid? Because that's <laughs> what I want to see <laughs> kind of shit. Okay. So, you know, and then my wife, she's not really into, you know, blood, guts or, yeah. you know, so she's more interested in watching like, uh, the Duggar family documentary about how fucked up they are. And that's true horror. <laughs> It is true horror. Um, that shit doesn't interest me because I know they're fucked up. Like, people are fucked up. Yeah. I want to see, like, people getting fucked up. <laughs> yeah. You're right? Not. Right? So, I'm definitely going to be watching some. Um, I'm going to rely on some suggestions, you know, like fans. Definitely, you know, the five fans. like The five fans. Uh, give me some suggestions. You know, let Dustin know on Instagram. Or on Patreon and like... Yeah, you got any uh, suggestions for James? I'm looking know. for like horror comedy. I'm looking for gore, blood. Splatter. Splatter. Mm. I like it. <laughs> I like C, so give me some. Uh, but no, I haven't been watching any. So hopefully I'll be able to get to watch some. I know our next pick or my pick next week, uh, I'm going to get some of that. So, yeah, yeah. so that'll be good. But... I haven't. So for whatever reason this week, um, I don't know. I got like, I had some time. 
I was like, I'm really into baseball right now because, you know, it's the end of September, making that push for the playoffs. So I'm like, ah. And John was talking about uh, Bull Durham. And yeah, yeah. and I'm like, okay, I don't really want to watch that because I've seen that a bunch of times. So I'm like, oh, what other baseball is there? So I got onto some baseball documentaries. Oh, documentaries. Yeah. Okay. So I watched, uh, which is a new documentary this year. It's called The Saint of Second Chances. I don't know if you know. No, I don't think I know it. So it it follows uh, Mike Vec, who is the son of. Um, uh, I forget his name, something Vec, uh, that is, uh, he owned the White Sox. Okay. And so when he owned the White Sox, that was when they had the Disco Sucks. I'm sure you've <laughs> heard of Disco Sucks. Uh-huh. Um, where like, it was like chaos. Do you know? No, I've, I've heard that like phrase, but I don't really know. So, okay. Is. So like the thing about the Vex is they they didn't have very much money. So they're like, how do we generate money? How do we get like people? So they have all these like nights and a lot of like what we see today where they have these like theme nights. Okay. Comes from the Vex. They kind of came up with a lot of that stuff. So they had a night that was, uh, like disco rules. Right. So then they're like, okay, well what's the opposite? Let's get disco (laughs) sucks. So they had a thing. There was like a, a radio jockey that like, and I, I don't know very much about any of this stuff, so I don't know all the names, but they had a a radio jockey that like hated disco, disco sucks, you know, and he would smash records like disco records. Was this in the, like in the seventies that this was happening? Yeah, this is in Chicago. And, uh, so they had a night disco sucks. And if you brought a disco record, you got in for like dirt cheap. Right. Right. And so what they were going to do is they were going to blow up this like garbage (laughs) bin of disco records on the field. Okay. Well, this all happened and then people went crazy and they jumped onto the field and then started like destroying the place (laughs) because they were mad about the disco records getting wrecked no because they they were just like rock and roll kids yeah they're just rock and roll kids right (laughs) slamming some beers and having fun a few tabs lsd and yeah uh, hell yeah so anyways that's not what the documentary is about they kind of like talk about that but it's more about this the son mike Vec, and about how so like his dad owned the white Sox. they um, a year after that, they kind of like, he, you know, Mike Vec feels like Major League basically made him sell the team. Okay, yeah. Pressured him out. Yeah, pressured him out. So anyways, then he was like blackballed. Couldn't get a job in the Major Leagues. So then he goes and he buys like a minor league team. Yeah. And so then he like brings in all these like crazy things. Like he had a... Uh, like a pig that would like go get the ball and kind of shit like that. Right. But spice this sport up, you know, but like huge success story. Um, like helped really like bring more people in and like, it was just a get more eyes on the product. Like, honestly, it was just like, if you love baseball, it was just like a, a really like fun, interesting documentary. 
this guy could be the biggest piece of shit for all I know. <laughs> right. Like if but some, a, but if, an interesting character. Yeah. If someone's like, Hey James, like I know you're talking about that Mike Vett guy, but you like, do you know, like he sexually assaulted some people? I'd be like, fuck, I don't know. The documentary didn't tell me that. No, it didn't tell <laughs> it me only that. Told right. Me about pig night. <laughs> <laughs> so I really enjoyed it. I highly suggest people go watch that. Uh, if you love baseball, um, and then I followed that up with a double feature, a, du- a double baseball documentary, double Holy feature. Shit. Okay. Then I watched. It's going to be double feature night. I, I got a few myself. <laughs> then I watched uh, the battered bastards of baseball. Okay. I've heard of that one. Okay. So, so this follows um, Bing Russell. So uh, Kurt Russell's dad. Okay. Who was like a big movie star? Well, I don't know, big movie star. Yeah. He was like the sheriff in um, Bonanza, I think Bonanza. Oh, okay. Anyways, he like he goes and he buys uh, the Portland Mavericks. So he, which is a minor league, which is like, it's like single A, like it's not even triple oh, okay. A. Okay? okay. But he, oh, so, oh actually, sorry. The AAA team that was in Portland leaves. They're like, nobody's coming to see us. Right. Like, we're leaving town. So they leave and they, they, move, they move to um, some other town. Right. And so Bing's like, oh, you know what? Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start up a baseball team. I'm going to start up an independent. So independent, which is not connected to any major league team because how it works is, you know, single A, double A, triple A, these are all farm teams. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, this was an independent, so no connection to a major league. Well, then team. who do they play? They, they still play in the same, like the same leagues. Yeah. But they're not connected. So they're not yeah, funded. So they're not, and they're not funneling their players. They're not fun the channel no, to other no. teams. So it's like a crazy story. About how like he had tryouts, so people were coming from like the other end of the country to yeah. try out, and he put like this team of like ragtag people I together. Mean, this sounds like a great, great film, uh, including um, Kurt Russell. Like he was playing baseball too. Like it, it like it is a crazy story, huh. and I highly recommend you watch it. I think it came out. Couple of years ago, yeah, I remember hearing about it. Um, yeah, oh, it's well, a great name, a couple great of years title. ago, nine years ago, nine years ago. Yeah. yeah, well, that's how time works when you get old. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I would highly recommend um, you go watch that as well. You know, double feature, why not? Just there put those two together. Then I watched uh, a little flick called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Mutant Mayhem. Nice. I liked it. I I didn't like it as much as I was really wanted to like it. Yeah. Um, but I liked it. It's funny as hell. It's it's weird, and lots of pop culture references, which is great. Yeah. Um, I like the look. Look is cool. Distinct. The, yeah, it's distinct. It yeah. it is a lot like uh, Spider. Yeah. Into the yeah, Spider Verse, same, same but, technique used, but different uh, style. But it's unique enough, mm-hmm. right? Um, obviously, different storyline than what I'm used to, which is totally fine. 
Yeah, it was. I thought that was kind of cool, right? Cause yeah, something you different. You expect the same sort of story you've seen like three, four times through the Turtles mythology, and they did a little different thing here. I kind of like it because it's yeah. something different, right? Yeah. Superfly. Superfly. <laughs> now I'm super, super fly. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's... Super duper fly. I, I quite enjoyed it. Uh, highly recommend it. Um, um, I, my, liked, uh, I liked that they seemed like teenagers in this one. Because let's be honest, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles have never seemed like teenagers in any of the other things they've ever been in. No, I mean, I haven't watched the newer yeah, I mean, there, ones. There is some, some cartoons I haven't seen. but No, but I didn't watch the, the like Michael Bay. Oh, I watched one of those. I, yeah. think I, wa- I think I might have watched part of the first one, but I didn't watch the second one. Maybe I should. I don't know. No, to be should. a completist. No. <laughs> don't, um, don't bother. <laughs> but, yeah, I like how they're like, they're like 13, 14. Like, you really get their teenagers. Yeah. Um, they have all these, like, questions of, like, what's going on and what they're trying to figure out, which is, is cool. Oh, by the way, Jackie Chan, a splinter, so oh, yeah. good. Oh, yeah, so good. <laughs> they're going to milk you. <laughs> oh man so good yeah so i recommend that to uh my oldest daughter she enjoyed it she really didn't want to watch it but i was like come on like let's just watch it and so she she enjoyed it yeah good which i knew she would yeah it's not flat so (laughs) it's not flat like (laughs) it's like weird enough so it was good and that's about it i don't really have any uh destroys Okay, nice. Or sinks. All right, a good week then. So it was a pretty good week. Short, you know, not short, but like we had a busy week of recording, so didn't have a whole lot of time. Yeah, we did a guest spot on another another show that'll be coming out in a little while, probably not until November, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, what have you been watching? All right. Well, I I also did some. I did a few double features. I did All right. a, I did a Lucio Falci double feature of uh, the New York Ripper. Which I had seen before, uh, probably uh, up okay. there, up there for sleaziest film ever made. Probably. Oh, really? <laughs> it's like a giallo slasher type movie set in New York, obviously New York Ripper. Um, yeah, it's just a filthy movie. Uh, very grimy, very unsettling. Uh, the killer does this thing where he phones the police and stuff and and different people, and he he does like a sort of Daffy Duck kind of uh, or Donald Duck kind of voice, which which is silly, but in the context of the movie, it's actually kind of creepy because it's like, oh, this is this person's fucking off their rocker, right? Like, right. Um, uh, so I really enjoyed rewatching that. Again, I'd, I, that's like a, <laughs> if you, <laughs> trigger warning, it's for all, all the trigger warnings for that movie. Oh, all of them. Uh, and then I watched another movie by him that was actually a much earlier m- movie of his that I hadn't seen, which is A Lizard in a, women, a Woman's Skin, which is a, a, another giallo. This one is much more artsy um a little bit psychedelic at times uh but also really well done um probably didn't enjoy it quite as much as new york ripper but it is really good more focused on the mystery of what's going on and stuff like that but it's a good movie mm-hmm. then watch a little silly movie called munchies from 1987 oh yeah this is another <laughs> <laughs> nice <laughs> another movie that came out like after you know gremlins and we had critters and ghoulies yeah. and trolls and hobgoblins and all these things munchies is in that vein really terrible puppets <laughs> of these alien things total ripoff of gremlins they they get um i can't remember if, i don't think it's water but something if you get something on them 
Or oh, you try to you try if you try to kill them, like cut them or anything, then they they divide and then like more of them come out. Oh, okay. Um, this is just really silly and stupid, but it was it was pretty fun actually. Nice. <laughs> Had a good time with it. Um, then I did another double feature this time. Brian De Palma, uh, Dressed to Kill and Body Double. I've seen both before. Dressed to Kill, um, a, a problematic movie nowadays because of the storyline, but just so well made. Um, and definitely like, you know, De, Paolo, De Palma doing like an Italian giallo movie in America. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a really fun movie. Such good acting in it. Uh, it's tight. It's, it's hour and a half. It's not, uh, over, doesn't overstay its welcome. Um, but body double I rewatched and, and I think I had more fun with body double to be honest. Um, it's just a wacky fucking movie. It's about this guy who he's like a down on his luck actor. Um, he gets fired from the acting job that he's in and he comes home and finds his girlfriend fucking some other guy. And so, and it's her house. So he kind of has nowhere to go. He meets this guy in an acting class who offers him like, Hey, I'm house sitting for this friend of mine up like in the Hollywood Hills. I actually have to leave town to go to like Washington for some other acting gig. Right. You could stay in the house instead. And it's like this weird, like looks like a UFO built up on the hills with stilts okay. kind of house. Yeah. And he's staying there, and then and the guy's like, "Oh yeah, check out my th- there's like a periscope or a telescope at the window." And he's like, right. "Check out my favorite neighbor." And it's like this woman. He's like, "Every night at midnight or whatever, she she dances in the window like naked or whatever." And so he's like, "You'll have a great time." Blah blah blah. <laughs> so he leaves. <laughs> have a great time. <laughs> he leaves, and so he's watching this woman dancing naked. But it's like a it's like a rear window situation where right. he sees someone come in the house and all this stuff he he becomes kind of obsessed and he's like following her to try to warn her but then of course he seems like he's a creep is is following her and stuff right and he is let's be clear he is a creep in this movie he does weird creepy things like take her underwear out of the garbage and stuff oh my god and yet he's the hero of the movie (laughs) um It gets so weird and just it's so fun and it and it ends in the weirdest fucking way uh, and you don't even like necessarily know what the resolution is, but it's such a good time. Uh, I liked it so much more watching it a second time than I did the first time. So definitely recommend Body Double. I mean, and Dress to Kill as well. But yeah, uh, one oh another double feature. Uh, I watched The Good Son with Macaulay Culkin and Elijah Wood. Do okay. you remember this movie? I, I've never seen it. I have heard of it. I've never seen it. I did The Good Son and I did Mikey, which is also about a killer kid who gets adopted yeah. after killing his other family. <laughs> Didn't uh, see that one either. Yeah. The tagline for Mikey was, Freddie and Jason were kids once too. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> nice. I like it. Yeah. So The Good Son, uh, I, saw, I saw a few times back when it came out. That's where, um, like, his dad or mom get remarried, and then he has, like, a stepbrother? Uh, no, so what happens is Elijah Wood's mom dies of, like, cancer or something. Oh, okay. And his dad has to go away on a business trip for a few weeks, and so he leaves him with his brother's family, which uh, Macaulay Culkin is the son in that family. And he goes to so live with them. this is his cousin. Yeah, it's his cousin. He goes to live with them. Hasn't seen them, like since he was a little kid or like little, little kid. Uh, he goes to stay with them. Um, 
Macaulay Culkin is like fucking weird and starts like doing all this crazy shit and getting him like they make a dummy that they drop off the freeway into traffic and cause like a huge pile up and stuff oh, like wow. this. Wow, he sounds like my father-in-law. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, he used to like he, he. Oh man, he told me he's got so many crazy stories, but like. He told me he used to, him and his brothers, would get a dummy and they would throw it in front of cars. Jesus Christ. And then when people would get out, he would go over and be like, oh my God, like you hit my friend. And then these people would come out of their car freaking out. And then as soon as the person gets to the front of the car, his like brother would come and like grab the dummy and then they would run away. What the fuck? Like fucked up shit. Traumatizing <laughs> these people. <laughs> I mean, I remember me and a friend uh, being on the, there's an overpass here in our town over by that tennis bubble, you know? The, oh the yeah. Yeah. And you threw a rock over and killed someone. No, we threw a yeah. Terminator two jawbreaker, which is like, looked like a metallic ball. Oh, I remember those. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we threw one of those and like he hit a windshield and we like fucking had to take oh, off. Oh my God. Yeah. Little yeah. shits. Right. Anyway, Good Son, pretty fun movie. Um, it's ridiculous, but it, it's fun. Mikey is even more ridiculous. Uh, really? Mike, yes. Like, the kills in Mikey are hilarious. Like, he is throwing a hair dryer into the tub while his, you know, foster mother is in the bathtub. <laughs> like, oh, wow. Sweet. Um, he drowns his, like, little sister in a pool. <laughs> He's like hacking people with, he's shooting arrows into people. Like, so he just wants to kill everyone. Yeah, basically. So yeah. this is his foster family. So he kills the first family. They find him in the closet. Everyone's dead. And he says, oh, this man with red hair, blah, blah. He came and killed everyone. So then they replace him with his other family. And then, you know, over time, he, of course, starts to just to, to do stuff to them as well. And meanwhile, his teacher is suspicious and she's on the mystery trying to figure out what's going on with Mikey. Really? Uh, really fucking dumb. Had a lot of fun with it. The ending is amazing. Um, okay. Pretty fun movie. Last double feature I'll mention. I watched Wrong Turn and Wrong Turn 2 Dead End just last mm. night. Mm -hmm. And this is the start of a journey for me because I'm going to watch all six Wrong Turn films. There's six of them. Six. How the fuck are there six of these? When did the first one come out? 2003. The second okay. one doesn't come out until 2009, I think. Okay. So there was a there was a big gap there. No, 2007, sorry, the second one. Uh, still a pretty big gap, four years. They were like, hey, you know what was hot? That wrong turn. Let's make... It's time. It's make, time, let's boys. Let's make five more of those. Boys, it's time. Let's let's <laughs> dust that off. <laughs> so the first one was a, was a moderate hit when it came on theaters. It had Eliza Dishku from Buffy the Vampire Slayer and had... Uh, Desmond Harrington, who was later in Dexter as one of the cops and stuff like that. Okay. Uh, I think it's a fun movie. It gets slagged a lot if you look at other people's reviews and stuff. Um, it isn't anything original. It's like a back. It's a backwoods slasher. You know, mutated hilly hillbillies killing people kind of right, movie. Right. Right. Nothing original about it. Um, acting's not terribly good, but it's kind of fun and there's some good kills and it's reasonably well put together. Uh, the second one wasn't terrible. Second one didn't have like anybody I recognized from other movies in it, except for Henry Rollins from Black Flag was in it. Second one though has a cool concept. It's like they're making a survivor type game show in the woods, 
and everyone's got like a camera attached to their head right and there's these games that if they go near these sensors it'll go off and it'll be like oh you have to play do this survival game thing otherwise your character is dead or whatever it's supposed to be Mm post-apocalyptic but like not for real but like in the context of the game show but somebody's fucked up the games to kill them well the hillbillies are out there and they start they start interfering you know hells Uh, yeah yeah do they skin anyone uh, I don't think anyone got skinned, but the, this one definitely amped up the gore from the first movie. Um, characters were even more ridiculous in this film, uh, but it was still kind of a fun watch. I mean, it's not great by any means, but the amount of gore and kills and it's short and it, so it, it was fine. So we'll see if they get worse from here. I'm going to I'm going to probably tonight try to watch three and four if i can nice and, uh, i mean i want like hunter's blood like they hang a guy up and skin him yeah that's gotta happen in one of these right you got six movies to get that done people let's let's see if we can hit that target. it's gotta happen <laughs> anyway that's what i've been watching uh let's get into today's tonight's movie tonight's film it's the seventh curse from 1986 i doubt there's a trailer if there is it'll be right here and if there isn't you're gonna hear some tim All right, so The Seventh Curse from 1986, directed by Lam Nai Choi, who we also know from doing Ricky O, the story yeah. of Ricky, one of our favorite movies ever the on movie here. The movie is awesome. Um, this, uh, okay, let me read the synopsis. Action ensues as the cop and cohorts battle the evil sorcerer of the Worm Tribe, a hideous bloodthirsty baby-like creature, and Old Ancestor, a skeleton with glowing blue eyes that transforms into a monster. Wow. Uh, yeah, and this stars Chin Su Ho, Maggie Chung, Dick Wei, uh, Chu So. I'm, I'm sure I'm saying these names wrong, so I apologize. Chu So Lai and Chow Yun Fat, among others. Yeah, Chow Yun Fat. Yeah, shows up in this. It's a small role, but it's he's here. It's weird. Yeah, it is weird. Um, yeah, so I picked this obviously because, you know, the director of Ricky O, I was like... Because, hell yeah, why wouldn't you pick this movie? Exactly, and I knew that there was a horror element to this. It's not a pure horror movie, like, it's trying to be a lot of things at once. Yeah. Like, there's, there's kung fu, it's a kung fu movie, it's kind of an adventure movie, um, like, almost a fantasy movie at times, but then there's definitely some weird horror shit going on as well in this. Yes. Um, yeah, and it's a, it's a wild time. But yeah, it's kind of weird, like you said. Chow fat is here, but he's not the main character. and He's a very kind of... He's not even, like, the second or third main character. He's, you know, maybe fourth or fifth down the list kind of thing. Yeah, like, did the studio make him be in this movie? Like, I don't understand... Yeah, I'm not sure either. Well, it's 86, so that's the, I think that's the same year that uh, Better Tomorrow came out, which okay. was the movie that kind of broke him as a star. So oh, he'd, he'd okay. been in he'd been in stuff before that, but I mean, he's just working. Yeah, he's working and so you know, the, sometimes you see those movies, it's like, "Oh, uh, Billy Bob Thornton was did Sling Blade the same year that he was a henchman in uh, On Deadly Ground," <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. So I think it's maybe it's a situation like that. Chow Yun Fat is in this movie. Right. Better Tomorrow comes out. He becomes a big star. He's like the lead in a bunch of movies after that. But at this yeah. point, you know, he's not necessarily number one. So Chin uh, Chin Su Ho is the main character in this. 
Um, he's in Fist of Legend with Jet Li. Uh, he's like the friend that runs the, the dojo in that. He's also in another Jet Li movie called the Tai Chi Master. It's a really fun movie. Um, and he's in a bunch of other stuff. But uh, yeah. Uh, and then we had Dick Way in here too, who, you know, he was in Yes, Madam as the hen- main henchman guy. And he was in Project A as the pirate guy. So a lot of a lot of people we've seen in other movies. Oh, oh man, he's awesome. Yeah, he's like he's like the second main character in this kind of thing. Uh, they teams they team up to to go into the caves and everything. Um, let's. I mean, I don't know how to, to begin to describe this film or where we go with the start with the story or. Yeah, I mean the story's all over the place. Like when okay, so like the first scene. There's some kind of hostage situation. You got cops all over the place. I love it because you do have that. I watched a dub version. Yeah. I'm sure you did too. Um, But it's like, I'm sure this is not what they're saying. (laughs) Um, But it's just, it's so weird because it's like, yeah, doctor, we called you in because we know you do crazy shit. (laughs) So we want you to go inside and plant a bomb to rescue the hostages. What? (laughs) Wait, what? Yeah. What's happening? I'm like, okay. And the doctor's like, yeah, fuck yeah, I'll do that. So I started watching a subtitle version and, um, cause it was, I had, it was a version I had that said it was extended. Oh, okay. Uncut, whatever. And then I looked at the run times of that and the the dub and the dub version on Tubi. And it was like two minutes longer. And the only thing that I can tell is different is at the beginning of the subtitled version, there's a scene with that old guy that we see a couple times in the movie just talking to people. Um, and he's talking to Chow Yun-Fat and they're in suits like in a nice room drinking like cognac or some shit. And it's just kind of they have that and then it cuts to that cop scene. And that's like the only difference I could tell. Oh, OK. So uh, it's not like there was extra gore or something like that. Right. I don't think. Right. So, yeah. So, but yeah, the opening cop scene is like, uh, give me like hard boiled vibes. Like when the, oh, ho- totally. the, ho- the hospital scene. Totally. <laughs> Although this was first. Uh, like all that stuff oh, with them. Oh, shit. This was first? Yeah. John Woo saw this and he saw John it. Woo, He's you like, motherfucker. He's like, I'm going to take that Chow Yun fat guy and I'm going to do something else. <laughs> I mean, smart move. Um, but I like that with the, all the cops rappelling down the building to go in and all that stuff. That looks cool. Um, I just love how crazy it is because it like, there's like no logic to anything that they're doing and it's just like, fuck it. We're going to go in. We're going to do all this crazy shit. We're going to plant a bomb in there. We're going to kill hostages. Who cares? It's just about (laughs) killing the bad guys and getting them. That's it. Yeah. And. And at first I was like, oh, well, how, what does this have to do with exactly. the rest of the movie? What the fuck does this have to do with? Really anything other than to introduce this reporter character who follows him uh, through the film, uh, follows our main guy through the movie. Um, what's her name? Sorry. Just a sec here. Maggie Chung as uh, Shu Hung. I think they call her Sue in the movie or something like that. Yeah. Who um, is, is like rich. You find out later she's like filthy rich. Yeah. And she's like the niece of Chion Fat's character, right? Cousin. Oh, cousin, cousin. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so I think that's only basically to introduce her because she's there to try to report on the story that's going on. She like gets into the building and her, her and uh, 
and Chin Suho kind of team up, uh, him playing Dr. Yu and Chin. Uh, they kind of team up. I don't really like. It doesn't make a lot of sense. It doesn't make any sense. It's fun. It's and fun, it, and it gets you know. It doesn't make a lot more sense as it proceeds either. At least not to me with the translation that we had. Um, but you know, you get some good kung fu fighting in here. I'm glad he's a doctor who can do kung fu as well. Uh, it, it's of the time everyone can do kung yes, fu, of course. right? Which is my kind of world I want to live in. For and sure. every movie, I think. <laughs> <laughs> everyone should know everyone kung should fu. just know how to do kung fu because it makes sense well they do if you live in like a john wick universe or something like that yeah i know but like we should just have like regular movies that like, <laughs> like everyone knows comedy. kung fu yeah why not um <laughs> i like so he has like some sort of weird bomb device that he sets off in the room remember it's like a, these vials and like it sets it off, but it's just kind of like a smoke bomb. It's almost. just a smoke bomb yeah. to confuse the guys. I, I don't really know. Yeah, I mean, I think it's, yeah, it's the point of it is to introduce the reporter, but also introduce that the doctor's just crazy as fuck. He'll just do some shit. He'll do whatever, right? Because, like, right after this, he has this weird, doesn't he have, like, a weird thing? And then uh, his, like, leg or his, his leg arm starts or... popping. So, yeah, and so. After this, we see this thing. He has this condition where I don't know if it's supposed to be like a vein or what. Like you see the veins pulsating in his leg and then there's like, bam, like a little explosive kind of goes off in his leg and like it, you know, it gets bloody and stuff. And then we have a flashback where he had gone into the jungle before on some sort of expedition with a bunch of people, scientists. You don't have a flashback yet. Okay. Then he goes... To visit Chung and Fat. Yeah, yeah. And say, like, I don't know what this is. Can you help me with this? And then um, he says, Well, have you gone, like, to the jungle or anything? Have you done Yeah, right. Any? Yeah, he's and like, he's This like, looks like familiar. Yeah, because like, I guess Cho Young Fat is like a, a voodoo expert. Yeah, he seems so, to be some kind of like magic sorcery yeah. expert guy. So, like, so he's like, oh, well, funny you mentioned that. I actually was in Thailand with the Worm Tribe and there's like this crazy shit. And then it's a flashback. Right. And he tells the story of this fucked up <laughs> shit that happens. <laughs> yeah. Like something you think you would tell everyone, <laughs> yeah. not just be like, oh, yeah, actually. Oh, I, forgot, I kind of forgot about that. But yeah, I was in Thailand and I did run into a witch doctor tribe. Yeah, <laughs> a year ago. <laughs> or whatever the fuck it is supposed to be. Um, yeah. Like that flashback scene is crazy where he's like, I'm going to walk up this hill. And then the guy he who's leading the expedition is like, you shouldn't do that. The worm tribes out here and they're crazy. He's like, I'm going to do what I want to do. I'm going to walk. Yeah, this he like hill. specifically warns them. Don't go near the worm tribe. Like they will fuck you up. They don't like to be seen and all this stuff. Yeah. Uh, you know, you can't observe them doing their practices. So, of course, him and a few other people go and, like, watch and shit pops off. Yeah. I mean, he ends up seeing the the woman who, uh, I don't know what Oh, yeah. First he is. runs into her. Yeah. Um, Sue? Yeah. That's uh, Betsy. But, oh, Betsy. Yeah. Um, ends up seeing her and then... She's like bathing or whatever. He drops his binoculars and she's <laughs> never seen binoculars before. So she's. Well, she lives. She's one of these, you know, she lives out here in the middle of the jungle. They're kind of like cut off from society or something. I guess. 
I just don't get that impression the rest of the movie, right? <laughs> um, because, I mean, Dragon, her love interest, I guess, is he travels to go find the doctor later. Anyways, I'm yeah. getting ahead of myself. This flashback. So he they end up getting caught. They end up... Um, or he sees this... Well, she she runs off into the jungle. She runs off. Yeah, sorry. And he's like, he doesn't she drop something and he picks up and he's like, oh, I'm going to like follow her or something and give it back or I thought she dropped like a piece of jewelry or something, but maybe. Um, uh, yeah, I can't remember. I think he goes back to the camp and then they're like the the head guy's like, don't you dare go out there <laughs> and then cut to the doctor has convinced the boys to go like, let's go check out this yeah. girl I saw. Right. Right. And then she they, was pretty hot. She was pretty hot. <laughs> Uh, they had like a, she had like a wet t-shirt contest going, going on by herself, that, yeah. by herself. So <laughs> she, she was winning. <laughs> she was winning. Anyways, they come across this ceremony where the, the main, like, what's that guy's name? Like, what's the, the character? The witch guy? The witch guy. Aqua? Uh, oh, Aqua. Yeah. Aquila. Aquila. Yeah. Aquila is like, has this dagger thing out. In this Love like, his dubbed voice, by oh the way. Oh, man, it's so <laughs> good. It's like the... What are you doing in yeah. my jungle? <laughs> it is so good. It's like one of the best parts of this movie. <laughs> it's like he's doing... It's like someone is doing like a witch woman's voice for him. I love it, yeah. but I love it. Whoever decided to do that yeah. is a genius. <laughs> it's almost as good as the time I went and saw... Uh, the original drunken master and the dub on Jackie Chan was like a surfer bro voice. <laughs> <laughs> master, what are we going to do? <laughs> oh man. That's, that's hilarious. Oh man. But yeah, so they run into the, the witch doctor guy. He's got like, you know, the full garb and oh, makeup yeah, and stuff. Yeah. Has this hilarious voice. He's doing like this ceremony thing where he has this dagger that glows, which if the dagger glows, then that person is selected to be sacrificed right. to the... Some kind of god. The thing. master or whatever the fuck Right, is. the master, yeah, yeah. Um, but you get like an amazing scene where somebody... So the girl is selected... One of the villagers or the people that are in this group, the followers, steps up and says, don't take her, like, take me, or I forget what he says. But then this sorcerer, he says something like, uh, it's been chosen, it's been chosen, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you can't go against this. And and uh, so this guy's trying to step up on him, and he grabs this freaky worm <laughs> baby creature this thing is the best thing i've ever seen which is amazing from behind him and like this thing floats through the air like this thing is creepy as fuck <laughs> it's like this yeah it's a baby but it's like got a snake tail bottom yeah half, yeah yeah exactly and, and it's like a demon baby it, thing it's like I, a demon spirit yeah. thing <laughs> And it floats through the air, attacks this guy's jugular, and like just destroys him. Chews him up. A lot Chews of blood. him up. But then goes like in his mouth and pops out his stomach, <laughs> yeah, yeah. which is amazing. It's awesome. 
when I saw that, I was like, I'm fucking in for this movie. <laughs> like, I, I love that shit. Yeah, it takes a little while to get to that moment. But it then, definitely like, takes a while. When that happens, then you're like, okay, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm here. <laughs> oh, and we definitely need more of that. And, like, that demon thing comes back later, but... Comes um, back a couple times, but, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't have been mad if it was in the whole movie. <laughs> there should have been more of them, to be honest with you. Yeah, we get the we there are other types of monsters that show up, but yeah. That baby thing was fucking oh, great. Oh man, that was so good. <laughs> um but then we cut to inside the cave with this like tomb and the the like uh priest what are we what are we gonna call the guy? The sorcerer? Yeah, sorcerer. Well, we'll just call him sorcerer. He's called sorcerer Aqua Aquala or Aquila. Okay. Yeah. Um Aquila is is like master will love you <laughs> right um it's like skeletor it's, yeah it's basically this like uh oh it's old ancestor old ancestor yes. will love yes. you um comes out of this tomb it's this skeleton fucking thing with glowing eyes yeah he's got the blue glowing eyes um is this when chinsu ho shows up to like save the try to save the day the first time I can't remember I think he comes to save her because she's one of the ones that's gonna get sacrificed right at this point she's gonna get sacrificed but isn't like doesn't somebody get devoured yeah um the skeleton guy does kill because there's two of them that are like about to be sacrificed and he I think the skeleton like chews on the other one and same like lots of gore yeah lots uh, lots of sweet gore oh and then comes after the girl but then the doctor comes and saves her. The girl runs away. Um, I'm pretty sure then um, the sorcerer catches the doctor along with the guy that is in charge of the... Um, yeah, the expedition or the whatever. The expedition. Yeah. So now they're both tied up. Yeah. And the sorcerer is like, I'm going to fuck you up. And he doesn't swear, but like, <laughs> you know, and then he shows this... What is it? It's like something in a box or something. And then yeah. this the the guy that's the head of the expedition like rips himself apart (laughs) right like his stomach apart and all that pours out is like maggots maggots and shit like that fucked up shit yeah it's pretty awesome (laughs) it's pretty awesome um and then i can does and then chin uh sorry dr ewan does he escape or so yeah so what happens is is there's like bodies of the followers that are laying something happens like i i think like they all it's one of those crazy movies where like so much shit happens that it's kind of hard to keep it all straight in your mind plus it's like the story doesn't make a ton of sense so you're like what happens in what order yeah okay so i think what happens is when the doctor and the camp members come to save the girl um, they shoot a whole bunch of the the worm um, tribe. Yeah, the cult, yeah. The cult. And so then after the doctor saves the girl uh, and is tied up, caught with the expedition leader and the doctor, the expedition leader rips himself apart, worms. The sorcerer goes over to a dead corpse, pulls out bullets from a dead 
uh, worm tribe member. Oh yeah, yeah. Makes the doctor swallow the bullets. That's right. That's right. And then the doctor proceeds to have these basically like someone shooting him. Yeah, and there's like it's like seven times this is going to happen, and if he yeah. doesn't stop the spell before all seven of them go off, then it'll kill him or whatever. Which I don't like, understand. Okay, sure. sure. <laughs> uh, the only way he, the only reason he escapes is because the expedition leader drops a uh, compass with a magnifying glass. That's right. And uses the sun to burn the ropes, then escapes. Classic Indiana Jones move right there. Um, but the doctor, who's all fucked up now because like all this shit's happening to him, is outside getting all fucked up, like groaning to the fucking moon. And then here comes the girl that he just saved. And then she's like, oh, I will save you. Here, I'm going to get naked first. <laughs> Thank God. Then I'm going to cut my boob open. Yeah, right. And I'm going to pull this yeah. ball or whatever it is out and feed it to the doctor. Yeah, so she does like another, like a counter spell that'll yeah. like kind of hold this thing off for a while that's been done to him. This curse, the seventh curse. Yeah, so, but like that ends up, you find out that ends up like fucking half her face up, I guess. Yeah, that causes her face to be all like burned or something. Which they act like she's the most hideous yeah. thing in the world. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, which I mean, half her face is burned, but it's not it's like, like yeah, yeah, whatever. Um, yeah, but later when the other burn victim female character, when the <laughs> reporter sees the face, she's like, ah, <laughs> like it's the worst thing ever. Oh yeah, I know. So yeah, burn. We don't want to say burn victim. <laughs> yeah, burn victim. That's a triggering word, so we don't say that. Um, but okay, so this is all the flashback, though. Okay. Yeah, this so, is all the flashback of him telling Chow Yun Fat, like, this is what happened. This so is, he, this is how I'm in this shape now where these little <laughs> weird vein explosions happen on my body. Okay, so he hears this. Okay, so he eats that that thing from that woman's tit. Um, he eats it and tit then ma- tit magic. We all know about tit that. Tit magic, whatever. I'm not gonna try to explain it. Figure it out. You either have faith or you don't. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. What is it? Um, seeing isn't believing. Believing is seen. Right? So fucking tit magic. Now we go back to, you know, we're back in... The back the present. Yeah. Chow Young Fat's uh, living room. Yeah. And then a fucking bullet goes off in his leg. Yeah. Again. And then Chow Young Fat's just like, chill. Like, you have to go back there. He's like, oh, yeah. If I've seen this once, I've seen it a thousand times. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, none of this shit phases him. He's like, fucking demon baby floating through the air. What? He's like, oh, the worm tribe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've dealt with them. So uh, what you're going to want to do <laughs> is... He's like, a friend of mine taught me this or told me this. Yeah. This is what you need to do. Um, yeah. yeah, he says, like, a friend of mine who's friends with the worm tribe. Like, the worm tribe is tight with some people. <laughs> And just like spreading their shit around, and he's like, he's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got a buddy. He's like, good. He's tight with he's tight with one of the worm tribe guys. <laughs> Anyways, you know, introduce or the the reporter comes in. She's like, I want to, I want to go, and yeah, she's insisting on coming. They say they're not going to bring her, but then she follows them anyway. Of course. Well, what she's very intrepid. What ends up happening is all of a sudden the doctor is. He gets to Thailand. He goes in a hotel room or something. There's fucking guns all over the place. And then she shoots a gun. Yeah. Like right next to his head and says, ha, like this one has the newest laser. You should check it out. That's right. (laughs) It's like, what? It's like a dirty, hairy scope on this thing. (laughs) 
I love it because it's just like fucking crazy. I just shoot guns off in hotel rooms. <laughs> like right next to your head. Like we're supposed to believe this is a reporter. <laughs> yeah. Right? Um, I, 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 I mean, maybe we're missing some stuff in translation. I'm sure we are. But yeah, like it's, it is already a crazy movie. So then when you add in this like level of separation of uh, uh, what I'm sure is probably not a super accurate translation. Oh, yeah. Um. It just gets even more surreal, right? <laughs> yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah. So they go, they go to the village. They're trying to. I don't know. I don't know exactly what happens next. But at some point, the doctor or the reporter gets like possessed. Yeah. And tries to kill she tries people. Tries to chop them up and stuff. Yeah. And then so now he has like a kung fu fight with her because she's trying to kill him. Yeah, exactly. That was a funny scene though because he's like administering to her, and then he like turns his head for a second, and she like pops up straight like a board. Like it was because this is when she's become uh, possessed. I thought that was like just really comedic, nice (laughs) touch. Like that's the other thing. There is straight up comedy in this movie. Yeah. At the same time, and like you know, like a lot of these kung fu movies had comedy in them. Um, It's just funny that this one also has that element considering all the other <laughs> stuff that's in the movie already They're like yeah this is going to be a horror action adventure uh romantic comedy <laughs> yeah yeah and then like w- which i thought was awesome because then the the half burn victim girl a woman well like what's her name i don't know um, i don't want to just call her burn victim yeah that's, that's betsy betsy Betsy's like, I've seen this before. You need to get the the blood of a black lizard and the yeah. blood of a black cow and the blood of a black yeah, black raven and black, yeah. all this stuff. It's and like, then make her bathe in the blood and then she'll get cured of this. And then so the, the reporter's bathing in this. You're led to believe time has gone by because Betsy has fallen asleep while watching over her. And now the tub is not full of blood. It's full of like milk, basically. <laughs> And this is where the reporter gets freaked out by this hideous Betsy in her face. Right. <laughs> it's so terrible. It's so terrible. Like, her reaction is just so overboard, right? So like, overboard. Like, I'm sure if in real life or something, you know, and you suddenly saw someone's burned face that they, they always kept hidden, you'd be like, you know, into yourself, you'd be like, oh, shit, like, damn. That sucks. Like, uh, I mean, if you did that, Dustin, I would be like, "Oh <laughs> shit, man!" That's like not the kind of thing. We're Warn like, somebody if yeah, you're gonna do yeah, that. You just, <laughs> she just screams like blood curdling scream. <laughs> and then there's some talk in the movie too of like, "Oh, that means Betsy won't go back to being hot again." Basically, like some stuff like. Oh that. yeah, there's like a moment like, "Dragon, you'll love me even if I look hideous." <laughs> <laughs> yes, I will love you. Okay. It'll be fine. It's fine. It's no big deal. I thought it was funny, too, that Dragon was the one who was romantically linked to her. And he's like, we don't get introduced to him until like halfway through the movie or something. Um, but it, the way that the whole setup was at the beginning, you'd think it was going to be Dr. Ewan that would be the love interest for her. Yeah. Because he's like, goes and saves her, goes through this whole thing for her. You would think she, so. Then she gives him the mad, like the the, the spell to kind of hold off the curse on him. Yeah. Um, so it just seems like in, in, in a Western movie, that would be that you're setting up that romance. Instead, halfway through the movie, we meet Dragon, who's like, what is he? He's like 
the leader of some kind of uh, other, other yeah, group? some other tribe. He he's like some warrior. Like he actually That's is the one that came to the doctor and said, like, you need to come back. Betsy's in trouble. Yeah, yeah. And and that because the doctor was like, fuck that. I'm not going to Thailand, <laughs> yeah, yeah. right? Um, well, who I would you want to go back to the this place where you've been in this tomb and seen these yeah, awful yeah. creatures? I don't know. Um, okay, but there's another thing here where the baby shows up and attacks them, the ba- the psycho baby worm thing. Yeah, and they like kind of capture it. Yeah. So so the uh, so Chow Young Fat's like he shows up, and because he shows up right when the reporter is going like ballistic. Yeah. Okay. So then. Then he says, because um, there's some talk about like demon baby or whatever. And then he's like, find me a pregnant cow and cut out the placenta. And that's <laughs> how we're going to trap the demon baby. Yeah. I'm like, fuck, man, this is dark <laughs> shit. Right? How does he know all this stuff? I mean, I guess you just study all these. And rituals. I'm pretty sure this is where he said, oh, yeah, some dude I know. <laughs> On fucking <laughs> on Reddit, told me <laughs> that like this is what you do to like get the demon baby just, from the worm. I, you know, I was on Tumblr and I came across this fucking <laughs> weird. <laughs> weird uh, this is the recipe for this. Yeah. Anyways, it works. They trap the de because the Aqua sends the demon baby to right, go to, to come after them. Yeah. To come after them, which is wicked. I love it. I love the baby every time it shows up. Um, it's fantastic. So, you know, Chow Young Fat's just like chilling, smoking a cigarette. And all of a sudden the demon baby comes through the front door. And all these people show up with the placenta skin or whatever. And they trap the ba- demon baby. Somehow, though, they, I don't know, fucking brainwash the demon baby to now go after Aqua later? That's what I don't understand. Aquila, yeah. Yeah, they like it's like they've captured it and I guess they do their own thing to kind of have control over it for a while. I guess. I guess that's how that works with a placenta cow, cow of a placenta. Um so yeah, Dick Way though is dragon. Um and then we I don't know, like this finale's pretty fucking awesome. Like you get a lot of more Indiana Jones vibes. They go into the caves together to to fight and there's a cool scene where like there's a there's a nice mix of like kung fu fighting, but also like guns use as well. Like the, he has the shotgun, and he's like blowing guys away in the yeah. in the tunnels, and yeah. then Dick Way is like you know beating the shit out of them and stuff. Um, I, I think like before that they go and get the eyes of the Buddha. Well, this is that's no, this is oh, leading that's up to this. that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, they're going through all those tunnels first. There's like, I love that there's like three guys that shows come running down the tunnel and he just was like, bam, bam, bam. He's like pumping the shotgun and blasting these guys. And then you see like from the other side, their three bodies come flying out of the, the tunnel, back out of the tunnel and stuff. There's just some like fun ways that he shoots some of this stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So then they start scaling the huge Buddha or whatever it is, the statue. And uh, yeah, Dragon, I don't think it's Buddha. It's something no, else. No, yeah, it's something else. Um, but dragon is like, uh, oh yeah, no one has ever climbed up this statue and lived or something. Like, I guess this is something that's been attempted and nobody ever makes it. And they need to get the glowing eyes out of this thing in order to counteract the, you know, yeah. the seventh curse spell. Uh, and they start climbing it and suddenly all these monks come out of nowhere and they're just like 
fighting them on every level. This scene's awesome. Like this whole yeah, set it's pretty awesome. is really cool. Um, just fun stuff. I mean, again, it's one of those things where you're like, what kind of movie am I watching? Like, yeah, we're in like, it's a Kung Fu Indiana Jones thing, but then like these horrible monsters in it. Um, we didn't mention earlier with the blue skeleton guy and we'll get to, I guess at the end too, the, the old ancestor monster that comes out of, out of the skeleton <laughs> with the eyes, but we'll get into that in a minute. Um, but yeah, so this scene's really fun. There, he's like shooting some of the monks. Yeah, like, he's like <laughs> straight up killing them. Instead of like just like fighting them, he's like blasting them. And then when they get to the top finally <laughs> to get the eyes, the monks are still gonna like they're still fighting. There's tons of them, and Dragon is just like, "Hey man, like, can you guys cut us a break? Yeah, basically? do us a solid, <laughs> do us a solid, bro, skis. We're just trying to. We're taking these eyes to save somebody's yeah, life. Man. We need them to help somebody." Is it cool if we just take them? And then the monks all disappear. They're all like, yeah, fuck, whatever. Like, you just killed a bunch of our brothers. Yeah, yeah, you just shot some of our monks in the face. fucking peace. (laughs) That's all you had to say was like, oh, no, but we have, like, a good reason for taking them. Oh, okay. Well, all right then. (laughs) Sweet. (laughs) Nobody's ever asked before like that. Yeah. (laughs) That's all we ask is that someone just ask permission before taking them. Just be polite about it. (laughs) Um, so they get the eyes the whole thing collapses um, then the doctor eats one of them yeah which then counters the curse oh well th- first a whole bunch of blood comes spraying out of the that fucking statue at the oh, top oh right <laughs> right right they take the eyes out and then all of a sudden it like blood starts like tons of blood just everywhere starts, yeah, fountaining out <laughs> Yeah. Love it. Love it. Don't know. I don't understand I don't it. get it, but <laughs> I like it. Yeah, exactly. Because it's like, you got to think, it's like, okay, they got the eyes. Now what? Okay. It's going to crumble. Okay. I like it. I like where you're going. What if we add a shitload of blood? Sweet. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Why not? I mean, it's like an evil dead two level of blood spraying. Out yeah. Of oh yeah. <laughs> so now they go... At this point, they're going to Aqua, Sorcerer Aqua. Yeah. Right? What happens? They're like... Well, they like they like kick him and he falls onto the tomb and the skeleton dude like eats him, basically. Yeah. And then he comes out to fight them. Um, but like they're fighting him, they're throwing knives at him and shit. Yeah. And then like, then he mutates into his like boss form this final boss <laughs> Fuck, form man. and this form is amazing they showed it earlier in the movie too when they first saw the guy but this is like more full-on now if they fight him for a while in this form so he like basically this like almost xenomorph kind of weird it's reptilian like a black bat, it's bat, like a bat, bat thing. thing yeah like it's like stretches out and like rips out of the inside of the skeleton guy somehow and it's like much bigger than the skeleton dude and i love the wire work in this because it's like one of those imagine just taking this bat lizard creature like just in your head thinking like okay we're gonna put them on some wires and we're just gonna fling them around the room (laughs) obviously it's not always gonna be pretty because he's gonna be like going forward but then going backwards without turning around (laughs) like it's gonna look weird 
they just went with it yeah. and I loved it. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of reminded me of like Japanese kaiju movies where, you, you know, you're, there's like a guy in a suit, you're fighting Godzilla or whatever monster it is. And there's like, you know, it's hokey, but it's so fun at the same time. Like it's just, or even something like Power Rangers, right? Like right. that kind of Sentai or whatever stuff. It's just fun to me, the, the rubber suit stuff. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this fight is pretty fun. It's Dragon and him. And then like Chow Yun Fat comes in with a fucking rocket launcher. Yeah. Well, this is where they have the demon baby. They, yeah. They first send the demon baby after to, and they fight it and out. So for they a while. fight it out. Then they like this creature kills the demon baby. Yeah, like rips it apart. Um, then yeah, Chow Yang Fat comes in with a rocket launcher. Yeah, and I was like, hey, that's pretty great. That's like a sign of things to come for him. Yeah. <laughs> Shoots the rocket launcher into like the torso, like through the torso of this thing. Um, and it's all fucked up, but then it still, you know, attacks one last time in classic horror movie fashion. Yeah, they think it's dead and they yeah. kind of start going close to it and then it fucking pops up again. Of course. Got to have that. He was locked and loaded. He was ready. He was ready. And he, this time he shoots it in that fucking head with a yeah. rocket. Yeah, which is sweet. <laughs> Pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, and so here's the weird part. So all of this shit here's happens. Here's the weird part. Now? Yeah. Well, it's just like it's so obviously like odd. Like all the stuff, it's like, okay, we're leading up to crazy town, right? Mm -hmm. All this shit happens. And then like cut to we're in a living room, fucking toast and drinks. Yeah. In our nice suits. Yeah. With that. And again, it's with that old guy that was from this scene that was at the beginning of the subtitled version of the film that isn't in the version that we watched. Yeah. So, and I never really understood who that guy was because there's another scene where they're at a party with him by a pool and he's talking oh, to some people right. and stuff. Yeah. So he, he pops up, but I, I didn't really understand who he was supposed to be or what his relation was to the rest of the film. I just don't understand why you would put that at the end <laughs> yeah. of the movie. Well, everything's all right now. <laughs> I guess. Having a nice cocktail party in suits. <laughs> It's not just like a regular get together. You remember like, that crazy shit where we fought demon babies and some fucking bat lizard? <laughs> bat lizard monster man. I mean, that was crazy. Skeleton huh? with eyes, blowing, glowing eyes. I mean, that was a hell of a time. Fuck. I loved it. <laughs> I mean, I loved it. I mean, it's it's crazy. I wish the plot was a little more put together, but. Yeah, even even just a little bit more coherent, I think, would add a lot to it. I mean, it probably sounds way more amazing the way we're talking about it than... Well, how, it is pretty amazing to watch. Like, the fact that this movie even exists is amazing in and of itself. I know, but you're constantly like, what? <laughs> What's happening? Yeah, it's And it's true. like, okay, fuck, I like... I need to let it go. Wait, what just happened? <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. like you're constantly being hit with something new where you're like, what? it's like, I can't worry about that shit now. Cause now <laughs> this other crazy shit's happening. Yeah, that's true. Um, I, I, you know, I, I don't think I loved it as much as I loved Ricky O by any means. Cause that is just next level. Unbelievable. Well, yeah. And Ricky O is like, it's a very simple plot. Yeah. It's easy to understand. It's easy to understand. Yeah. Um, but this is fucking fun and it is insane. Like it is I, I think it is as insane as we probably sounded describing it. Like it is crazy. Like it it is bonkers. Did he make other movies? Yeah, like he, this? Made, he made uh, but he only made a, one or two others in this vein, I think. And then oh. he started making like 
dr- serious dramas and stuff, which is unfortunate. Uh, I think like probably people were like, um, you're fucking insane. There's another movie called The Cat that he did that's supposed to be crazy as well. Oh, really? A cat from outer space teams up with a young girl and an old man to fight a murderous alien that possesses people. Oh, so, fuck yeah. So we'll definitely have to see that at some point. Um, well, so like this is from 86. The cat is from 92. Ricky O is from 91. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So. Oh, okay. This one sounds interesting too. The Peacock King coerced by the evil witch Raga Ashura, the hell virgin attempts to unlock the four earth holes that lead to the gates of hell together. Raga aims to control the earth. However, two monks skillful in magical power set off on a journey to the cities to obstruct Ashura from unlocking the gates and stop Raga. Otherwise, not only will control of the earth be at stake, but the king of hell will resurrect and darkness will overcome the world. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. So also also sounds pretty wonderful. Um, but yeah. I uh, mean, that, that definitely sounds good. Oh, he's got something called er- oh, erotic ghost story. The saga of the phoenix. The holy maiden of hell. Oh, maybe he did make more crazy Ashura movies possesses immense power that can destroy humanity. Buddhist monks trap her in a deep cave to keep her from falling into evil hands. Kind-hearted abbot Jiku grants her wish to enjoy the human world for seven days. Weird. (laughs) I don't know if this is a love story or like he falls in love. I mean, it's action adventure fantasy. Um, yeah, he's got some other interesting ones. So uh, yeah, it'd be, uh, uh, hopefully we can find these, uh, erotic ghost story is another one. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I think we talked about pretty much everything that happens in the movie. Yeah, I think so. Uh, what is like the resolution for the reporter character? Like she kind of helps out and stuff, but she got the scoop. She got the scoop. She, yeah, she wanted the scoop. She, she got the scoop. And that was kind of it. And does, is this is a story she reported on afterwards? Like, oh, uh, yeah, we went into this uh, temple in the jungle and we fought these ba- demonic baby. And <laughs> I mean, you probably. <laughs> I mean, are you supposed to believe that her and the doctor hook up? I don't know. I never really. I mean, like, it, it seemed like they could have gone that way, but they didn't sort of thing. No. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, I had a ton of fun with this. It's fucking insane. Definitely recommend. Yeah, if you like wacky movies, definitely need to check it out. It is on Tubi, so it's out there for people to watch. Yeah. Um, I guess we should get to the ratings. Uh, yeah. Okay, so I gave plot a four. Not great. <laughs> uh, action kills gave eight. Pacing five. I was kind of like a little bit like dipping. Uh, quotes, tropes, five. My personal reaction is an eight, and my overall score is a six. Yeah, I mean, my personal reaction is also an eight, but it comes out as a six point eight, just because some of the categories that we rank for don't aren't necessarily in this movie's favor. Yeah, um, I rated plot a five. Uh, I actually gave action and kills a nine. The action itself isn't the best kung fu you've ever seen. Right. But, I mean, it's good. It's just not, you know, it's not like a Jackie Chan or like one of the best, you know, type of movies in that vein. Yeah. But the kills, when you get those baby and demon kills, are pretty great. So that bumped it up a little for me. Yeah. Um, Pacing, I I thought pacing was okay. It is a weird movie because it's all over the place. So you're just like, 
I don't know what's happening. And then that kind of makes it hard to stick with it sometimes. But. I, I mean, that being said, it definitely keeps you on your toes because yeah. like <laughs> you don't know what the fuck's going to happen next. It's true. So, uh, but yeah, so 6.8 for me. So that ends so, up being a 6.4, 6.4 overall, which means it's tied with three other movies at number 100. Ooh. Uh, the long kiss. Good night. Mm. Ricochet. <laughs> and Watchmen. And Watchmen, okay. Uh, yeah, my instinct is probably to put it after Ricochet before Watchmen. That's my instinct. Perfect. Um, yeah, I think that makes sense. Uh, uh, Long Kiss Goodnight is really is actually quite good, and uh, and Ricochet is so fun, and it's insane in its own way. <laughs> so yeah. Um, yeah, I think yeah. that's good. Uh, I would say... I'm good with bumping Snyder down. <laughs> <laughs> definitely goes on the recommend list. Um, if you haven't seen it, you should definitely watch it. I watched it on U- or Tubi US, I think it's on Tubi US. Oh, okay. I don't know. Get those VPNs going. <laughs> yeah. I, I had a hard time looking it up because it's like if I didn't put it in the right way, it wouldn't show up. For oh, really? some fucking reason, huh. I don't know. I think I was just having difficulty. It's out there with my mental power. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, you know, it doesn't have the highest ranking on our list again because it's like it's not necessarily a great action movie, but it is like we both had an eight reaction, right? So yeah, uh, it's it's a lot of fun. Um, definitely recommend. Yep. All right. Well, thanks for joining us again this week. Uh, we got more Spooktober action coming at you. Uh, really excited for James's pick next week. You guys will see what that is soon enough. And uh, look for us on Patreon, of course, if you want to sign up. Uh, there's different levels on there. The top level, you can get into the rotation, making us watch movies that you pick. Um, there's all, We're also... Oh, that's all, Action Action. Uh, we're also on Letterboxd, of course. Or, sorry, yeah, Letterboxd is where the list lives. Um, and don't bother with facebook but instagram i'm on there if you want to come chat action action on instagram so yeah uh we'll catch you later see ya Guys, guys.